Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 199 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. All right, folks, you know the routine. I've got a whole bunch of news topics picked out uh, to talk to you guys about. You guys can call in and comment on any of the topics or bring your own shit to the table, and we can talk about that as well. Uh, if you're not up for calling me in, feel free to uh, type shit out in the chat box, and I'll try to respond that way the best that I can. Keep in mind, if I'm reading an article to you guys, that means I can't see the screen with the calling and the text texting and all that good shit. So be patient, and I'll get to you as soon as I can or as soon as I notice. Hello, Tit Santana. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's going to be fun later on. Oh, there we go. Now we got people showing up. The juicer just got here. M Margaret Kavanaugh. I think that's a new one. Well, hello there, Margaret Kavanaugh. Uh, as I said, if you guys feel free to call into any of the topics that we're talking about. Uh, let's see. What do we got tonight? Uh no, no, no. Oh, well, I didn't actually watch the show, so I won't be able to, won't have be able to input on it too much. But Tiger King star Doc Antle has been indicted on wildlife trafficking and animal cruelty charges. Uh, so first I'll fuck that guy before I even read the article. Yeah, because keep in mind, I haven't read any of these articles. I just saw the headline and thought it might be interesting, so I save it for later. Uh, that later being now. Let's see. Doc Ankle, who featured in Netflix's Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, that's a great title, uh, has been indicted on charges of wildlife trafficking and animal cruelty. Uh, he's the owner of Wildlife Park, Myrtle Beach Safari in South Carolina, <laughs> which lets visitors pet and cuddle with tiger cubs. Um, now I have mixed feelings because that would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, the Office of the Attorney General of Virginia announced on Friday the findings of a months-long investigation, which had found Antle and the owner of another wildlife park in Virginia had trafficked lion cubs between Virginia and South Carolina. Oh, it's under the Endangered Species Act. It is legal to sell protected species, including lions, across state lines. Uh, makes you wonder how you do sell lions from one state to another, and if you can't do that. Um, and he's also being charged with, it uh, looks like, animal cruelty for various things as well. Uh, I've never even considered to go in. I've never seen one of those type of parks, I guess. So uh, I guess it wasn't... Uh, that would be the proper way to put it. But yeah, I've never even considered going to something like that. I, I love wildlife shit, but those kind of parks seem like, you know, such a bullshit deal for the animals that I don't want to really contribute to it. It's a roaring trade, apparently. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and by the way, how do you blend into your prison life? Uh, if ever, if whenever you meet somebody and they ask you what you're in for and you're like, well, uh, trafficking lions, actually. I don't know. Does that give you good street credit in prison? Uh, you can't be all that many lion traffickers in there. You're not going to have much of a gang to hang with. <laughs> oh, let's see what else we got today. Oh, the onions here. Captain's here. Uh, good to see you guys. Uh, now we have at least enough people to start, right? I hate doing it when it's only like a couple people or shit. It's the worst is when like uh, no one's actually showed up by the time it's uh, time to uh, talk, talk, start talking on the show. And I'm literally talking to myself. I mean, I know it's recorded and sent off. Uh, people listen to it later on. Uh, but at the time, uh, if I don't have at least one or two people in the chat room, it feels really uh, odd and odd and awkward. Let's see. Yeah, that was the tiger one. What's this next one? Oh, speaking of bullshit people, uh, pros prosecutors accuse a woman of fundraising for her son's funeral when in reality she had given the boy up for adoption. Yay. So obviously she's a winner right off the bat. Uh, prosecutors in New Jersey have accused a woman of setting up a fraudulent GoFundMe page to raise money for her son's funeral, uh, claiming he had died of cancer. Uh, in reality, the boy is alive and the woman has given him up for adoption, the prosecutor said. The boy's adopted parents <laughs> alerted law enforcement authorities of the fundraiser's page in June, officers said. Uh, Holly Garcia, 33, was taken into custody on September 24th and charged with second-degree computer, computer criminal activity and third-degree attempted theft by deception, which I didn't know was an actual charge. But I guess so. They, they've got a different charge for everything. Um, it's a uh, so, wow, what a shitty person. 
uh got some i mean there's nothing wrong with putting your kid up for adoption i don't have any i don't have any uh bad opinion of her for that but to take uh advantage of people's feelings for such an opportunistic reason is you know kind of shitty i wonder how much she got uh i would assume that the um part of uh, her punishment is going to end up being the, to pay that money back but how does that actually go back to people that like threw into a gofundme a lot of a lot of those people do it uh, anonymously i guess i guess the gofundme actually knows who they are because they have to set up the account would uh but if she's but does i wonder would it work that way like if she uh um let's say she got like you know ten thousand dollars from a thousand people um um so And uh, as she was found in judgment to owe that money back, does do they track down each one of those people, and she has to do restitution into like a fund that they're paid that's paid out to those people? I mean, uh, you see that all the time where where they say they have to pay their money back, but uh, on a GoFundMe, I wonder how that would work. I don't know, and I don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. I guess I have to excuse me. I'm not quite as energetic as I was yesterday. Uh, this is my first day back working out, and I did legs ridiculously hard. I'm blessed with uh, a desk job, which is good because yeah, I wouldn't be able to do a standing up job for more than 10 or 15 minutes before my back starts hurting. But uh, as it is, I am blessed with a desk job for uh, both here <laughs> and my other uh, source of uh, income. Uh, you, as you guys know, kitchen kissing rich kissing rich person ass uh but i'm i sit down there all day so one of the advantages of that is i can do a really hellacious leg day and still be okay i don't know how people do it to, that have any kind of walking around jobs but you see them like doing hellacious squats and shit like that you know to the point where they're barely able to walk afterwards and then, and then they go off and have like a normal day you know uh fucking i was i've been wrecked all day <laughs> if i didn't have to if i didn't get to sit down 90 percent of the time i don't know what i'd be doing with myself and tomorrow i'm pretty sure it'll be worse <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, as you guys know, last week, uh, with my workout things last week was supposed to be a deload week. Um, so I was already doing lighter weights and then I missed a couple workouts being sick. So, um, tomorrow will be like my first uh, chest day in a sense, um, last, yeah, last Sunday. So it'll be a whole, a whole week in between them. So that's not good. I normally work out five days a week. So, uh, and I worked out last sunday and then uh, monday's my normal day off then i took tuesday wednesday off because i was feeling like shit uh and then uh oh i'm sorry tuesday uh, wednesday and thursday off because i was feeling like shit then friday was a normal rest day anyways and today uh was legs so tomorrow i'll do chest and then i'll be back on schedule for the week uh captain is everyone watching the prelims is it an early one again i thought they start i thought they were starting at seven for the prelims so i i never even bothered to turn that shit on check i guess if he's asking me if everyone's watching the prelims the the answer is probably yes they're on let's start at five o'clock holy fuck me dude i could have watched uh the fucking uh ufc before we came on i actually don't uh, turn it on most of the time uh during these things uh if someone if we get someone calling in and shit uh to have a back and who's also watching it i can uh, i will kick it on and do some back and forth but uh just uh, as it is i feel, I feel kind of weird trying to th trying to throw on the ufc prelims and do like a one-person fight companion <laughs> oh let's see what else do we got today where's all of our callers jesus christ guys you guys know i can't do this on my own uh, i assume we're going to get a k-barb's visitation at some point or another uh, let's see. We talked about that one. Oh, you guys know we talked about earlier about over in Thailand that this uh, U.S. guy living in Thailand uh, was possibly going to prison for a couple of years because he uh, put, put some bad reviews on TripAdvisor for this hotel. And as it turns out, Thailand has some really fucked up defamation of character laws, <laughs> which uh, the uh, uh, hotel chain used to prosecute him, and he didn't, and he was a. Uh, um, up for two years. Uh, however, uh, the hotel said that they would uh, drop the charges if he apologized for his bad reviews and admitted that they were fake and he was just being a shitty person. Which he uh, obviously uh, was wise enough to do. <laughs> so, uh, and that's, I, although although if you read his uh, speech, he was kind of a snide about it. <laughs> 
but it was good enough for the for the hotel chain. Um, and that reinforces my point that we talked about the other day. I don't really want to travel to foreign countries because you never know what their crazy fucked up laws must be. It might be like, you know, <laughs> could you imagine that your uh, your vacation in Thailand? You put a, a shitty, uh, a really shitty review, and you get stopped in the airport on your way out. <laughs> and now you're going to prison for three years. That doesn't sound like a good time at all. I mean, well, maybe you're on vacation in Thailand, so <laughs> it might be a good time for you. Oh, let's see. Oh, you guys, what are you guys talking about on the uh, oh, betting? Uh, you know, I would never bet for real money on any of that shit. Uh, I like, I like the concept of betting, but when it comes right down to it, uh, the odds are against you, and that always seems like a silly way to uh, try to make money on a sport that's rigged to make sure that you don't make money. <laughs> Short term, I see you can you could probably make some cash here and there, but long term, it's you're almost you're not even almost you're gonna lose money. Uh, that's how the entire industry works. I assume there's a couple people out there that are really lucky, a combination of lucky and really good at it that might make some money. But to assume that you're going to be in the less than one percent crowd <laughs> is a pretty strong assumption, uh, and I don't make that assumption. I'm pretty sure that even though I've done well on fake bets and stuff, that in real life uh, it would become a burden to me as opposed to like a blessing. So I just don't do it. Um, Captain says he plays uh, 25 set bets, bets with ten dollars. Oh yeah, that's that's a different thing. Yeah, that's not even real money. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, I would probably do that if I had the opportunity, but being in the U.S., I think there's nothing like that available online, and I'm not going to drive down to uh, uh, the casino to the recently opened uh, sports book uh, to place you know bets like that. It's it, it's a pro- it's like a eh, 35 45 minute drive to the casino if there's no traffic. So that wouldn't be horrible, but I don't particularly like going to casinos anyways. Uh, my wife's a big fan, uh, at least not of the ones downtown. They're here in Detroit, we have uh, three different casinos downtown now, uh, like Motor City Casino, uh, MGM Grand Casino, which is like associated with the brand, and then in Greek Town Casino. Um, MGM Grand is about what you'd expect for that other type of casino. I've been in the one in Las Vegas, and they're, they're pretty similar as the setup and you know quality. Uh, so if that's so it's a good, MGM is good like that. Excuse me, MGM is good like that because, you know, it's going to be a fairly quality product. Um, I haven't been to Motor City Casino, although my wife has, and she said she liked it quite a bit. Uh, Greek Town Casino is like a completely locally done casino, and it's, man, <laughs> it's set up. It's hard to explain how it's set up. It's set up in some old buildings uh, that, that were converted and connected. Like there's, it's actually two different buildings with a, a bridge uh, going over a street and, it's it's just a weird setup. Uh, it's confusing. The, the The food wasn't good. Uh, I'm saying I didn't like Greek Town Casino, <laughs> although we did have a really cool ass room in their hotel, uh, like on the 29th floor. Uh, like we got a corner suite, so we at least have a decent chance of a, a good view. And it was, and it, it was ridiculously cheap for that sort of thing. I think we paid like 150 bucks for the room, or 129 dollars, or under 200. That's that that I know for sure. For you know like the the 29th floor corner suite it was nice uh we enjoyed it quite a bit the the hotel part of it the casino was meh yeah um the only casino i actually enjoy going to is uh north of us in a in an indian reservation called soaring eagle casino uh, and it's just a big old place it's sprawling um with the hotel and a casino and, and restaurants and it's you know it's entire complex thing <laughs> excuse me i don't really care for gambling at all but my wife's a fan of it so every once in a while, like we haven't went this year. Uh, I don't think we went. Fuck. Yeah, in January was the last time uh, uh, we uh, went, uh, when, which is when we went to Greek Town. So maybe once or twice a year, and we'll bring like a hundred dollars each to spend on slot machines and fuck around for the night. Uh, get a ho- get a hotel room because uh, it's the Soaring Eagles, like two maybe yeah about a two hour drive, maybe a little bit farther, two and a half. Just long enough that we would, you know, probably not want to um, drive up there and back in one day. And since they have um, hotel and gambling packages that you can stay there for pretty fucking cheap, uh, and because you're part of what part of what you're paying for, uh, they're like, oh, here, stay at this hotel room, and we'll give you a fifty dollar gambling card. Hell, we'll give you both you and your wife fifty dollar gambling cards. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you know, you also advertise this room as like, you know, like a three hundred dollar room, and you're now you're saying you give it to us for one hundred twenty nine, <laughs> and give us these, uh, 
yeah um different card well basically the way it works out is like they charge you like a 300 hundred dollar package uh and then give you like uh like a hundred dollars in gambling uh but part of the package is a room that was initially priced about a hundred dollars more than it should be so so like you feel like you're getting a great deal it's like oh wow that the room is normally this much but it's this much cheaper and they're giving us uh you know uh these free card things but in reality the package deal ends up to be what you pay either way but regardless we like doing that because we do all of our um gambling on credit card points <laughs> so the, that's how that's how i first learned this different shit uh we have one of those cards that uh, counts for double points if you use it toward travel expenses and what uh, in addition to things like air flights uh you know uh, airplane tickets rather and uh, you can do it for hotels and these casinos as long as you like if you so if you get a hotel uh casino package where your room rate and some gambling is thrown in together i basically we get it for free because that way we can use it uh, our uh, credit card points for it as opposed to like you know just taking money out of an atm to play and we've never won any money at all I've, fuck we've been we've been to like a half a dozen casinos since we've been married so like five or six times so not a huge number and we've always did poorly every time <laughs> uh yeah you give me a hundred dollars i might last like an hour or two and I don't even play like big expensive uh, ones, just uh, the cheap ones. Uh, unless you go on a winning streak, it's hard to play long with, uh, on, on slot machines. They do have a poor rate of return, so to speak. All right, I'm sure you guys are bored with me talking about that. Let's see what else we got today. Slow night on the uh, OG Live, huh? Oh, snowboarders accused of starting an avalanche should pay $168,000, Colorado officials say. Uh, dude, we just buried the road. That was snowboarder Tyler. Well, of course it's Tyler. Tyler DeWitt's comment after he and Evan Hannibal, it's an Evan, yeah, Hannibal allegedly triggered an avalanche in Summit County, Colorado. GoPro footage from the two backcountry snowboarders is being used as evidence against them in a case of reckless endangerment, uh, KDVR reported. Prosecutors want them to pay Colorado $168,000 for the damage caused by the avalanche. According to Vale Daily, uh, DeWitt, 38, and Hannibal, 26, were snowboarding on March 25th in the White River National Forest above the Eisenhower Tower, uh, the Daily reported. They are accused of causing a large slab of snow to shift and cascade down the mountain, burying the road below. Um, the avalanche was large enough to bury and destroy a car, damage a truck, and destroy a wooden frame house uh, and, or break a few trees. Um, that seems a weird way to say a statement. The avalanche damaged a remote avalanche control unit and covered over 4,400 feet of the road with debris up to 20 feet deep. Oh, shit. Uh, the avalanche control unit, called a Obelix, a piece of equipment that costs $120,000, is used to trigger small avalanches to decrease the risk of larger ones. Um, although one of the defendants said, if the system was designed to prevent large avalanches, it certainly hadn't in that case. Uh, oh, there were no vehicles. Okay, I thought that uh, uh, statement was weird when they said that the avalanche was large enough to bury or destroy a car or break a few trees. Uh, they were saying what it could have did. It didn't do any of that shit. Uh, there were no vehicles on the service road, which is mostly used by state transportation workers at the time, and no one was injured. Uh, okay, I thought they did this like onto a public road with cars driving around and buried some people. Uh, this is a different sort of story than I intended. <laughs> Man, okay, well, that's not yeah, that's interesting. All uh, right, moving on. Oh, let's see. I don't know. You guys have anything you want to talk about today? I am open for topics as always. Oh, okay, we did the bad review guy. We did this snow removal thing. I don't want to talk about that one yet. Oh, did you see... <laughs> I don't know why I picked this article. You know I'm going to fuck up his name. Did you see that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, I think that might have been right. Uh, Cumberbatch, yeah. Uh, to play, is going to play Doctor Strange in the next Spider-Man movie, uh, which is cool. I wasn't a huge fan of his movie, but he grew on me uh, after his cameos in the other movies. 
um, and they do plays them well. Uh, and this might be one of the ways that they can start connecting the Spider-Man thing that they got going on more with the Marvel thing that they got going on now that fucking um, Disney owns both of them, basically. Uh, so I imagine it won't be much more than a cameo, but it'll still be pretty interesting. He's got a, his own movie coming up, another one, uh, Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness or some shit, uh, which is another one that I think they're probably going to use to bring in uh, a lot of new superhero characters that they didn't have available before or just even that they just didn't have time for because the entire multiverse thing is good for uh that sort of uh, ideas because it's easy to add someone in that that doesn't make sense to the movies before by just saying that you know they're on a different timeline or multiverse so uh it it solves a lot of problems and like that continue i'm gonna say that wrong it solves a lot of problems in the logic department if they're able to do that we'll just put it that way there we go <laughs> Uh, let's see. It wasn't a bad day at work for me, by the way. Uh, um, thanks for asking. Uh, we're starting to wind down a little bit as far as actually, fuck what I'm talking about. Not today. Today was like 70 something out. Uh, the golf course was cracking. Uh, this is our third day in a row of ridiculous reservations because it's been warmer, um, this week. So the last couple of few days, so, and nobody wants to eat anywhere but outside. So all, all the rich people would like to eat outside now. Uh, and we only have so many physical tables in uh, a, a kitchen that can only cook so much at the same time, um, very different meals. If you give us a party, uh, you know, where, where it's a fixed man, uh, menu and you, we know how much we're going to serve that kitchen can do five to fucking 700 people because they'll take, they'll prep it all and have it all ready and shit. Um, having two, um, that's what I'm, look, what I'm looking for. A la carte menu items ordered at them, you know, for them. They can only handle so much at the same time. And we had so many members that wanted to come in at the same time. We actually had to start the like blocking off time. Uh, and our dining room is only open from 530 to 830 anyways. Uh, so by the time I uh, got to work this morning, it was already blocked off for everything before eight o'clock. Uh, the dining room, the kitchen closes at 830 supposedly. So that's not a very big window left and we probably have 140 150 people uh reservations for which i know doesn't sound like a big number but as i mentioned you know it, that's the vast majority of them are coming between like 6 30 and 7 30 so the the kitchen will literally get 100 orders in that hour period um and they and they can do it but it's rough that's why we try to cut down on that uh it's um, not normally much of that much of a problem, really, because the members normally have other places they eat as well. We don't, we're getting slammed way harder than we normally would be uh, by, on our dining options because they're afraid to eat anyplace else. They know we have some pretty severe uh, restrictions and protocols that we're going through to keep them safe. And then we've also installed new filtration and UV systems uh, to keep the air good. Uh, not that that matters. Nobody will eat inside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like uh, of the 145 people that we have eating uh, uh, last time I checked dinner at the club tonight, I think three tables are inside. So like a grand total of eight people, <laughs> everybody else is outside. They won't, they won't eat inside, uh, which is going to suck here in a, a couple, a week or two when the weather gets really cold and they have to decide whether they believe in the COVID so much that they're not going to come and eat or, uh, they're not going someplace else and what, I'm not sure what they're going to do. We already do a brisk uh, carryout trade, uh, but uh, uh, is it all going to move to that? Not, some people aren't going to want to eat carryout every day. They just want to come in and sit down and eat. Almost none of our members cook for themselves at all. I mean, so it's not like they're going to just bunker down at home, at home. Um, the club closing in the, in the middle of the winter is, is a, is a bone of contention for some of the members. They want it to be open year fucking round, which I would not mind. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the time off. Uh, I'm a lazy fucker, but my uh, pocketbook would like it to work year round. That'd be a lot more convenient. <laughs> uh, when will Zonian wants to know when it'll get too cold? It's hard to say. Oh, it should be too cold already. I mean, when's it too cold for you to eat outside? We put the we have uh, heaters uh, by some of the tables. Uh, I don't know why we don't have enough heaters for every table, but fuck, I <laughs> I'm not the management, so what do I know? So that helps some, but it's already before this little warm snap, it was already getting pretty cold out there. Uh, you know, um, this time of year, the highs are normally in the fifties and sixties and the lows are probably in the 
high forties to low forties. Yeah. Uh, so that's seven o'clock at night. It might be 50 degrees out there. Uh, that's pretty cold. Uh, especially if there's a wind going or something like that. And then by the time November hits, you know, the high, the highs are going to be in the like forties and fifties. So at seven o'clock at night, it might be like 40 degrees, 35. Um, and definitely there's not a chance that we're going to make it to, uh, December with people eating outside. It's just not going to happen. It's ne- it's never, uh, that warm. You're high in your 40s right now. I happen to be high in my forties as well, uh, but that's a t- different topic than what we're talking about. Um, so hopefully the, the club will stay open. It's used to being slow, uh, after a certain point uh, of the year, cause eventually golf's going to go away. It'll be too cold to play golf. That will cut down the amount of people that are just hanging around the club anyways. So, uh, our lunches uh, will go from slow to absolutely dead. Uh, we'll get some carryouts for that. And dinner, we'll see. Um, in most, like last year, we we uh, probably ended the year doing tables, uh, dinners of 40 or 50 or 60 people. Um, where, uh, as, I, as right now, we're doing 140. So I just hope they keep the... Uh, club open until the normal ending time if nothing else uh it's as bad as my financial hardships from this uh entire covid thing have been it'll be a lot worse if they close early i think i'll be okay they still need people to answer the phone and they still need uh um you know i'm sure they don't want to do it they, like you take carry out orders that uh, i don't take them but i can try you know tra- one transfer them because we do get a ridiculous amount when, uh, when we're taking them um so I guess I could still do that. Hopefully they wouldn't let me go until my normal time. My wife, I worry about quite a bit though. As you guys know, she works there as well. She's the, uh, ladies locker room manager and shit this year. She hasn't had a hell of a lot to do. Um, and, uh, once golf goes away, there'll be very little to do. Normally they would keep her because they still have ladies playing cards and she, and that's uh, in the ladies card room. And that's one of her responsibilities. Yeah, and uh, and she has to make sure all the bathrooms and lockers and stuff that stuff like that stay clean. But if it's so fucking slow that they they have uh, and especially if they so if they cut out care, inside dining because no one will do it, just have carryouts. You won't have any members using the bathrooms because golf's already over and they won't let her do cards. So I'm really concerned my wife might get laid off like soon, <laughs> as soon as it gets cold. Uh, but there's nothing I can do about that, so I try not to worry about it. And sorry about bringing my real life problems into the show. I got it. I must be bored today, huh? <laughs> Let's see what else we got to talk about. Oh, um, here's a real estate one. Uh, apparently no one will buy the Watts murder house featured in America's, uh, excuse me, a Netflix America's murderer, uh, the family next door. Uh, the upscale Colorado house where Chris Watts murdered his wife and children in 2018 has been on the market since the horrific murders occurred and appears it may sit vacant forever. Uh, Watts strangled his pregnant wife, Shannon, uh, on August 13th, 2018, and hit her body at a construction site. He then smothered his two daughters, Bella, four, and Celeste, three. Jeez, what an asshole. Uh, the following day, Watts appeared on a TV to beg for his wife and children to return home. Uh, however, he, he later failed a polygraph test and eventually confessed to his crimes to the police. Um, the Watts house, the site of the murders has eight bedrooms. Fuck. That's a big house and is valued at $645,000. Despite its value, uh, the house sat empty and has had no prospective buyers since 2018. Uh, following the murders, uh, Watts defo- defaulted on his mortgage and his lender foreclosed on the home. Uh, the house went to auction, but received no bids, uh, likely a result of its grisly history. Um, the lender kept the market on the, excuse me, the lender kept the house on the market for an entire year, uh, but no one bid. Uh, last year, the house was removed from foreclosure and taken off the market. Uh, essentially, Watts still owns the house, but because he will be in prison for the rest of his life, he'll presumably sit empty forever. That's fucked up. Um, I did not know that. I, I didn't know if they took, if they took the house away from you, uh, and you know, because you foreclosed on your mortgage. Um, and they auctioned it, they might eventually give up on trying to sell it. So he gets it back. That's fucking crazy. And he can't sell it because he's in prison. So it's really just going to sit around fucking forever. That's, uh, I mean, that's a kind of a fucked up uh, story. I, I wish I would have read that beforehand. That's kind of weird, isn't it, though? Um, 
Oh, however, if Watts can ever sell his home, it's likely the money will go toward a $6 million wrongful death settlement he w has with his wife's family. Um, so there is that. But uh, that's a weird situation. I bet I bet you his neighbors now aren't that happy with the fact there's going to be a big old house. And that was a big house. I, I didn't see the square footage, but it said it had eight fucking bedrooms. Who needs eight bedrooms, by the way? I don't need eight bedrooms. Do you need eight bedrooms? You, how big is your family if you need eight bedrooms? You need to have less sex if you need eight bedrooms. I mean, I got my bedroom. Uh, we have my wife's bedroom. I guess my, me and my wife sleep in separate bedrooms, and it's fucking glorious. We, I, I'm, I can't imagine how irritated she was with me by the time she moved to her own bedroom. Uh, I sleep very poorly um, and toss and turn quite a bit, so it can't have been fun sleeping with me. Uh, and I also require a lot of space, so I was unhappy because I wasn't uh, able to sprawl out like I was uh, used to. So between the two of us, we decided it's just better to have our own bedrooms. And uh, it's worked out pretty good that way. Uh, but why would you need, so I would need one for me, one for the wife. Uh, how many kids do you have <laughs> that you need? A, I mean, okay, so there's one for me, one for the wife, one for a spare bedroom for someone to come to visit. Uh, so there's three bedrooms. And assuming that you have, I don't know, I guess if you have five kids, or, <laughs> uh, but you, you would think you'd just be able to double up on a couple of those. <laughs> Have them live in the same bedroom. Uh, I toss some nights. <laughs> right, oh, tits. He says he tosses some nights and sometimes in the morning. Sometimes twice in the morning. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that's a big ass house. Uh, let's see what else we got today. Oh, it's well, I guess it's a, a house themed uh, show all of a sudden. Uh, Chuck Lorre pays $9.5 million for his next door neighbor's house. Uh, the so called sitcom, sitcom king uh, has hit another one. Has a, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't read today. The so called sitcom king has another hit on his hands, except for this was not one of television of the. Maybe I should just skip this fucking one. <laughs> Anyways, property records reveal Chuck Lorre has added to his portfolio with the $9.5 million purchase of a Pacific Palisades property uh, acquired in an off-market transaction that closed last week. Uh, the nearly half-acre lot appears to sit right next door to the uh, dude's uh, main residence, uh, a charming country English-style estate he's owned for a full 25 years. Uh, the reason I'm reading this is just because I, I like uh, stuff and this kind of stuff in general because it's clearly he's bought bought that house just because he didn't want to have a house next door to him. So um, I would, although maybe he'll tear it down and build like a super duper fucking complex. <laughs> uh, it was apparently the house was built in the 30s, uh, five thousand four hundred square feet, four bedrooms, five baths. Uh, the property has no pool. <laughs> unacceptable uh but but it does offer a broad backyard patio well-tended gardens manicured lawns front and rear and over the treetops ocean views uh out front a large sycamore obscures most of the house from public view uh oh yep there you go uh in the last two years his main residence has undergone a major reservation and expansion and is currently uninhabitable so uh he so with this new acquisition, his estate has swollen to nearly an acre of prime Palestine's Riviera land. Uh, plenty of space for an all-new mega mansion, theor theoretically. So yeah, that's what's obviously happening. He's going to tear it, probably live in this one while he's working on his other mansion and eventually you know, tear it down and build an expansion there or some shit like that. Although I do think it's pretty funny that he considered an acre a lot of land. I've got an acre. <laughs> I don't really do anything with it. I mean, it just sits there and needs to be mowed every couple weeks. But uh, I have an acre of land, so... Um, do that with what you will. Uh, but I guess uh, obviously out there where uh, it's a little bit more expensive, <laughs> I imagine, uh, than uh, over here where I live in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's land is the land of uh, cheap uh, land. Uh, we have expensive, expensive areas, obviously, just like you know any other city and area. Uh, and I happen to live in a pretty affluent one by just happenstance. I don't make shit for money, but I found a good deal in a house. <laughs> um, so I, I live among the rich people, uh, which I'm very lucky to, because like, as I said, it's a really nice area. Uh, my pay grade really puts me more in of a, um, not ghetto, but yeah, yeah, I'm probably living in a ghetto. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
but my uh, south southeast michigan does have a couple few really rich cities uh which surprises people sometimes but you have to remember the uh auto industry uh created a lot of money for this area you know in the starting in like the, the 20s and right up until the 60s or 70s really when uh so that's a lot of money so that's that's like uh, multi-generational money so a lot of these guys uh their grandparents moved away from the detroit area up into the suburbs uh and you know and that's where and took the money with them uh so um there's a lot of fucking rich people uh in oakland county it's one of the most affluent counties in the entire nation actually and it comes in top 10 on the regular i think once at one point it was like number three or some shit like that so uh i think there's a county in um I know there's a couple of counties in California and like on the East coast or that are uh, just as rich or richer, but it's, it's pretty impressive, especially when you, you know, uh, consider Detroit as a whole, which the entire world thinks is basically the shithole third world country. And that's really like only a small percentage of it. <laughs> Detroit, the city itself is actually very large geographically speaking. You can fit several of, uh, other cities in it. Um, mostly because it never felt the need to grow up as much. It just grew out with the entire automobile thing uh, springing from there. Um, Detroit's very, like I said, geographically broad. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's realistically speaking, it's a couple different smaller cities. Like there's the downtown area, uh, midtown area, and then like the North End. Um, and there are two, three completely different flavors of city, really. Uh, downtown's actually pretty cool. Uh, you, for the most part, you're perfectly safe walking around downtown and in any of the normal downtown areas. Obviously, you don't want to go off in the side streets and shit like that. Although downtown really doesn't have much of that since it's so built up. Uh, you get into the midtown area. Um, that one can get a little more dicey uh, in, in some spots. Um, North End is, eh, yeah, it's it's crappy too, but it's more mostly just residential crappy. <laughs> as opposed to other areas, which were you know, commercial, residential, and, and industrial crappy. Uh, although there's not much in the way of industry left in Detroit, there are still a couple of them, and still some abandoned shit as well. <laughs> Rainer's saying he's mad. I started to show while he was napping. Well, what do you want me to do, dude? I gotta start the show on time. Uh, the dude asked if everyone's doing a fight companion tonight. I hadn't heard uh, anything about a fight companion tonight. Someone, hopefully someone does. I know uh, Sly has been doing them the last couple ones. Uh, uh, the Juicer uh, started something, but uh, I think he has a free account, so he can only run so much. Uh, uh, but Sly on it paid for his, <laughs> so he can like do unlimited podcasting. The Juicer. I think he was. I think he did one once. Yeah, yeah. You see, and I was right. Rainer says uh, Juicer ran out of time before the main event last time. Yeah, because yeah, because it's. Uh, the free account does, doesn't give you really much time at all. Um, I think maybe five free, free five hours a, a, a month or some shit like that. I'd have to go back and look at it. Uh, the Don't get me wrong. It's not an expensive thing. It's uh, paying the uh, pod, old Podbean bill is not a, a great hardship. Uh, it's $15 a month for uh, like unlimited audio. Um, now, if you want to do like a video one, I think they charge like $30 a month. But uh, I'm not even sure if they support a video one. <laughs> I'd have to look it up again. There's there's a, t a tier higher than uh, what uh, I use, but I think it. But I think, as I mentioned, I think it's for video or some shit like that. I certainly don't need it. One second, I gotta get a drink of water. I'm parched. <coughs> oh, mm. oh, that's better. And despite the fact I'm feeling much better about my uh, illness uh, the last couple of days, I do still have kind of a nasty, raspy cough. <coughs> I can't really seem to kick. Uh, hopefully, that'll go away uh, soon. It's n nothing bad, just annoying. Uh, let's see. What else we got to talk about? That's, <laughs> that does not sound like AIDS. <laughs> I'm sure AIDS coughing sounds completely different than that. Uh, let's see. Harry and Megan win legal fight against paparazzi, paparazzi over drone pictures of Archie. Uh, see, I bet you at least four of you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, which is good. Good for you. You shouldn't know who this is. Uh, for those who, the rest of us, uh, obviously Harry and Megan are the ex-royal couple. Um, and Archie is their newborn son. Uh, and the article goes, <clears throat> one lawsuit down, only two more to go for Prince Harry and Duchess Megan. 
in their ongoing legal battles with tabloids and paparazzi. They got a Hollywood photo agency to confess and apologize for taking alleged drone photos of baby Archie in their Los Angeles backyard. <laughs> and the agency, X-17, one of the major celebrity photo agencies, promised to destroy the pictures and never do it again, and paid some of the couple's legal fees to boot. <laughs> We apologize to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and their son for the distress we have caused. We are wrong to offer these photographs and comments and commit to not doing so again, according to the statement from X-17. Okay. Um, I have mixed feelings about this. <clears throat> um, I, uh, I guess everyone deserves their own privacy, right? The privacy in their own backyard. Um, and if you if you didn't have laws to prevent this sort of stuff, uh, I assume you know celebrities would be buzzed by drones on a regular basis. <laughs> so um, I, I understand the need for laws for it, but for for me, I wouldn't really give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess if I guess it's different with the royals because if you let one person get away with it uh, and pretend like you don't give a shit, the next time they go out in their backyard, there'll be thirty of them up there. <laughs> Pretty soon you won't be able to hear yourself talk over the hum of the little drone engines. Uh, but for me, you know, cause I, I owned a drone for a while. I got rid of it cause I didn't use it enough and it felt like, uh, a dangerous use of money, uh, despite the safeguards on it. I always pictured myself watching the drone just fly away. I'd be like, bye, bye $1,400 drone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Never to see again. And there's, uh, as I mentioned, there's safeguards to prevent that, but, but shit happens. So after I run out, ran out of immediate things to use the drone to look at, um, I realized that I wasn't having a lot of fun flying it because of that concern. So I ended up selling it and getting almost all my money back. I had it for about a year and a half, so I feel like I got my money's worth. Uh, but the point being, I was into it, and this is right when the drones were starting to get big. So there were a lot of conversations uh, about uh, whether there should be regulation and what's legal and what's not legal over, under the current laws. Uh, because when I got the drone, they hadn't even put any of those FCC uh, like licensing requirements or any of that shit. Um, and I talked to a lot of people who said that you know if they saw a drone over their uh, backyard, you know they would shoot it down. And um, I had to point out to quite a few of them. I go, technically, the drone is not doing anything wrong, and you can't shoot it. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're this is we're not now, and this is when they like they talk about it flying over the thing now. We're not talking about like someone using a drone to look through a window into someone's house. That's clearly an invasion of privacy. Um, but you're in your backyard. Anybody can see into your backyard for the most part. Like you're, uh, and I, I assume some people have privacy fences, but people uh, like it's completely legal for me. If you have a privacy fence and I live next door to look over your privacy fence, uh, that the by law, they don't really consider that as an invasion of privacy because you're out in what they consider a, a public place. Uh, and there's some gray area about that. Uh, but regardless of that, um, you can't shoot something that's flying over your house. Uh, otherwise you'd be able to shoot. You can't shoot down a helicopter that flies over your house. I don't know why people think that you could shoot a drone. Uh, it's, uh, it's someone's, uh, you know, property. Uh, and I never had any issues with that cause I didn't have any desire to fly over people's. I mean, I did fly over people's houses, but I flew over their house at like a hundred fucking feet or 200 fucking feet. So they didn't even know he was fucking there. Uh, cause they make a, a fair amount of noise. Uh, they sound like angry bees, but you get them more up 50 or hundred feet. Fucking no one's going to notice that shit. <laughs> You'd have to be dead quiet to hear a drone, uh, coming at you from hundred feet up and the, and they, and they max out at 400 feet. Uh, well, trust me, they actually max out way more than that. But, uh, the, uh, by law, most by law, they can't fly above 400 feet cause they don't want people inserting drones into like, uh, air traffic. Um, <clears throat> So uh, at least from DJI, it has uh, uh, limiters set in. You can take those off, uh, but you know most people don't even know you can do that. I did actually try that once. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, most of them are set for 400 feet because uh, um, now don't get me wrong. It's not against the law to fly them above 400 feet if you're in the right area. But if you're in the but there's if you're anywhere close to any kind of commercial traffic, it, it becomes you know, uh, illegal, and there's zones that you can't even bring it up 400 feet. Um, but it's uh, at 400 feet, they're not going to hear fucking shit. Things 400 feet up is pretty fucking high, and it's not that big of a drone. 
So when I flew across people, it's it's not like I was worried about them getting upset about it. Cause, and I also, you also, that's another thing you don't do. I don't, you don't hover over someone else's yard. Uh, you know, uh, that's bad form anyways. Why would you bother? Uh, are you just asking for trouble? Like when I'm going, when I flew that drone over other people's properties, it was flying over them and keep, and continuing to go. And they go fairly fast. <laughs> so uh, most of the people that uh, had complaints about their drones or had people shoot down their drones we're probably doing some stupid shit with it for the first place. You know, you go, you go streaking across your buddy's back, your neighbor's backyard flying like 40 feet up. Technically, is that against the law? No, but you really shouldn't fly at that low over your fucking neighbor's house. I don't know. People are dumb sometimes. Oh, let's see what else we got. We're starting to run out of topics. Is this going to be a day where we don't have anybody call in at all? Well, that'll be amazing. Yeah, that might be an accomplishment just on its own, huh? <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, here's a here's a topic. Um, apparently, I was looking at. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I knew he wouldn't make it to the whole show. <laughs> hey, come back, homeboy. I was about to pick up. Oh, don't worry about Rainer. I'll get by. We only got 15 minutes, anyways. I mean, how much worse can it get? <laughs> Come on. There we go. I was saying, I can't go read the article if you're going to be calling in. I'll miss the call. What up, homeboy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> not too bad, homeboy. I just, sw- I just switched over, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired, man. It's the end of the week. Come on, oh, yeah. fuck, man. When I get home, that's going to be michelada time which is a mexican bloody mary sit down and watch the fights oh there you, know? you go did you hear they started them really super early the prelims started at five o'clock or miss the fights <laughs> no it's like it's like a 13, hell it's like a 13 fight card oh. i'm sure you're gonna i'm sure you're gonna catch the at least the main, the main card if oh. that most of it. yeah I only, I mean, no, I want to see the Coleman and the main, but I want to, I really love seeing Edson Barboza fight. He's a bad oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's it's, one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. He, yeah he's one yeah. of my favorites to watch ever, dude. Oh, yeah. Remember dude, when he fucking... fought Dan Hooker? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, he's, he, I, I love him. I, I love the entire, I'm going to spam one thing uh, and fucking. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he must first have broke his. He broke his soul, right? During that fight. Edison <laughs> Barbosa was the first person I ever saw win a win a match with leg kicks. Just completely, you know, just one hundred percent. He did know, that I, twice. I, yeah, he's a yeah. killer. He's a yeah. killer, man. Imagine I mean, he, fighting that motherfucker. Imagine. No, I don't want to think about it. I, I, I in the last two seconds, he kicked one leg, then he kicked the other leg, and that'd be it. Uh, dude, okay, I mean, seriously. So he's, we, no, go ahead. Sorry. I, but seriously, when you think about it, H- Jose Aldo kicked Uriah Faber's leg so many times that it looked like a fucking California sunrise the next day, and he couldn't yes. put him away with leg kicks. I mean, the amount of de- uh, force that Barbosa must be throwing into those things is ridiculous. Or when he spin kicked, uh, I think the guy's name is Terry Adam. Yeah, and hit yeah, him in the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Stiffed God him right damn. Up. Yes, yes. Stiffed God him right up. Damn. Right yeah, that That's pretty, like that getting a rough. fucking baseball bat and hitting somebody in the head, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. I mean, and you, it got played over and over again because, you know, how he stiffened up and just fell right over. You know? Yeah, we like, oh, he's a bad motherfucker, man. Most people he, think, oh, that's a good KO. I'm like, oh, that's brain damage. When, Whenever I play on the UFC... Now the new now the new UFC game once every hour like on the top of the hour the uh-huh. weight class changes so you what? can't just choose any fighter anymore in any weight division so you have to play the women you have to for an hour or you, oh, what, you are you, what are you talking about on the online or something like that yeah online against other people so when it gets to the um uh what's uh Ed's in uh, lightweight right when I think it gets so, yeah. to lightweight. I pick him, and all I do is attack motherfuckers' bodies, dude. And fucking, <laughs> they start covering up the body, and I go for the head. And he's very—I mean, each character plays to their strengths. So I won a lot with Edson Barboza, man. He's a bad motherfucker, man. Oh, featherweight uh, Tito saying or tits, tits Santana saying, yeah, he's featherweight. What? Oh, really? Featherweight? I bought that. I, 
Yeah, yeah, apparently. Uh, I bought that game, tried playing it a couple days, and quit. I, don't, I didn't like it at all. Um, I only all I did was try the career mode though, because I, you know, that was always my thing: make a character and then try it like that. Maybe I'd like it better if I just fucked around with the fighting system before I got into the career thing. But it was really discouraging. I wanted to get it and throw it out the window. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. and it's not it's not the greatest game. I think the last version was better, right? EA, yeah. EA UFC three, but um yeah this one how do you go backwards how do you make a shittier game but they did <laughs> but i, I spent 60 fucking dollars so what am i gonna do so i do go online and i play and fucking um i got in a whole hell of a whole lot better but uh i think they try to make it super realistic is what it is you know what i'm saying so it's very difficult it's not easy it's yeah, it's overly, overly complicated. Would be the it's I, overly I, complicated. Yeah, yeah, and which is a shame because yeah, I bought it too. I wasn't going to, but Ryan talked me into it. <laughs> Literally, uh, we were, we were both the heavy right at one point. I think the graphics look exactly or a little bit better than the other game. That's yeah, That's yeah, bullshit. I mean. Yeah, I mean, and there are games that can get away with that, like a lot of the shooter games do that every year. Um, but uh-huh. uh, like Battlefields, like that on quite a few of its games. Not all of them. They sometimes they make some pretty significant advances on stuff. But some of the, a lot of the games it seems yeah. like them and, and the uh, you know, Call of Duty one you, as well. It seems like it's the same game over and over. If you want to see, if you want to see an advancement in gaming. Mm-hmm. Look up the new NBA game, NBA 2K on the PlayStation 5 that's coming. That shit looks real. I'm not oh. kidding. Uh-oh. Tit says, Tit says the problem is you're a fucking shitty uh, TV, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I got a Sony. Listen, bro. I got a Sony 4K. I got a good job, bro. So, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Some people take their TV pretty serious. <laughs> nah, I take it back. But yeah, no, I got a good one, man. I got a good one. I got a, a, I got a Sony 4K. I even got a Sony 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm all uh, about that shit, man. I'm all about yeah, that shit. Yeah, I have a 4K TV for the wife. Uh, she watches a lot more TV. Oh, she, yeah, well, no, 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 seriously, she's got like a 47 inch out. Uh, it's not a big TV. It's only a 47 inch. Uh, and I have a 47 inch sitting here in my den, but I, I barely ever turn that on. I, I turn on to play Rocksmith on my uh, PlayStation 4, and that's about fucking it. <clears throat> well, well, here's the thing. At the beginning, when those 4K HDR TVs came out, yeah, the HDR was the, the HDR was shit. It looked horrible, but they fixed it, and you have to tweak the settings. So, no joke, to get the settings right for HDR, it took me about three hours. No uh, joke. Fuck I can me. believe it. Yeah, but my uh, but and, my team uh, again's fucking old. It's like five or six or seven or eight or ten years old or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I I think I yeah. could probably get a better one in the bottom of a box of Cracker Jacks at this point. <laughs> Than a Michael Jackson? No, in a box of Cracker Jacks. No, oh. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I'd find a TV in the bottom of Michael Jackson. That oh, be- you really want Michael Jackson to come back? <laughs> you know, I'm hearing that shit. Oh, by but the way, I knocked it out of the. I knocked it out of the park last night on a real comedian show, man, with oh, Michael wow. Jackson. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Yeah. He's a. What did I just say? I knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I meant more detail, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's actually, I guess it's a real comedian that goes, you know, he tours. Right? Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, so he was calling in and talking about comedians that he, he knows and all kinds of shit. And I said, and he's only on every once in a while, Dave something. So, Chappelle? so uh, yeah. I said, yeah, I might have heard of him. No, not Chappelle, bro. Come on. If it was Chappelle, I might have gotten nervous. But here's the thing. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't know. But I wish. But I went on, dude. <sighs> Listen, I've done Michael. I guess I accumulated all the best shit I've ever done. <laughs> and I did it on his. And fucking dude, give me a, like, a round of applause, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, not so much with what I do, 
But with impersonations and comedy bits and things like that, the more you mm-hmm. do it, the better you get at it. You know, it's just like anything yes. else where it's yes. practice. So you come, you know, uh-huh. you're coming around and fucking around on all these different shows, practicing your impersonations. Not only is it fun for us, it actually gets you better at it. It did, and I said, you know what? This comedian is going to know I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with when, with doing podcasting in general. Uh, uh, I, despite the fact that I suck at all this, yeah. I can't help but get better because I practice at it fucking every day. And you do, and you do a great job. Listen, everybody on the OG. This is why I like this guy, Pastor Jay. I want to give you some compliments. I know you don't hear him all the time, but the <laughs> reason I, I, the reason I like this show, this one, is because. Like I said, most of the shows on Podbean are just like people on the fucking telephone talking to each other on a party line. Right. But I came in, but yeah, but I came in to your guys' show with the robot, right? And uh, it was <laughs> it was formatted. You guys speak well, and it sounded professional. It didn't sound like any other show on here. So I was like, oh shit, and you talk about MMA. So. Number one fan, bro. Right here, boy. <laughs> well, we're obviously we're not quite as professional as we used to be. <laughs> as as much as I as much as I hate to admit it, the show probably, at least for the uninformed person, probably sounded better when Ryan was here because it, it was a lot more, like you said, a lot more formatted. Uh, now that he's gone, I just do a free flow uh, with whatever comes to my mind and you know, whatever topics I see. Wait for you guys to call in. Yeah, what happened today? I just tuned in and you said nobody called in. What's up, no, guys? I, Come no, on. No, I didn't. I did almost the entire show. Fuck you, you know, up until about what, about ten minutes ago, right? Uh, so that's okay. That's good practice as well. I can't rely on other people uh, to do do the show for me. I have to occasionally be able to full time on my own. You guys don't always be available, you know. Uh, so uh, I have to be a self reliant pod beaner. <laughs> True. Yeah. True that. Oh, I yeah. was actually going. I heard you say it's going to be a record. I was yeah. going to let you go, but I'm a, but I'm an asshole. I thought it was going to be rainer. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought for sure it was going to be rainer. Whenever I whenever I mentioned the fact that I'm not getting any calls, you normally rescue me and call and get me something to talk to. <laughs> All right, we got two minutes, yeah, man. man. You got anything you want to cover before we get out of here? Is anybody going to do Fight Companion right now? Yes or no? Uh, the normal culture chart around. You got to remember, uh, for Fight Companion, you basically need an account because the uh, free one won't last long enough. Uh, the juicer did that and ran out before the main event came on. <laughs> yeah, so, Bubbles did that one time. Yeah. Oh, here, here's a quick little funny story. Me and Bubbles huh. hated each other at one point, okay? A lot. And, uh, I mean, he hated me. So he named his show, his fight companion, Fuck Homo Boy 88. No joke. No, no joke. I believe it. He hated me too at first. I, I, although I guess it was Dalton he was mostly not a fan of. Uh, yeah, no, I had him on the show. He goes, dude, I fucking hate you. He goes, well, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're growing on me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take that yeah. as a compliment. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. The name of the show. They had my picture and it said, Fuck Homo Boy 88. Come join the fight companion. So, yeah, he hated me, bro. But uh, I think we passed things up. Yeah, yeah, the same, same here. I, I, dude, he's I banned like five of his different accounts. <laughs> he kept on coming, but he keep on coming back and fucking with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not someone you want on the bad side. Oh, we lose you? That sounds like wind. You're delivering in the Alps again. Among the craggy peaks. It's like a stranger I can't, dude. I can't hear you, dude. Uh, you just all hear is scratchy and. <laughs> God, speaking of the mic. I said. I, I said it was like when I did the video for to stranger in Moscow. It was very windy. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Jay. All right, close it out. Dude. Close it out strong, brother. Close, close it out. out strong, man. All right, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up and listening to the show. I can't do it without you. I want to thank Homeboy88 for calling in. I really appreciate you helping me fill that last little bit of time. I was struggling, my friends. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow for a very special episode. Tomorrow is episode 200 of The Other Ground Live, so be sure to join us. Uh, I don't have anything special planned. Uh, no one returned my phone calls, but we'll, I'm sure we'll figure out something fun to do, so be sure uh, to join us. Uh, that'll, that'll be tomorrow at six o'clock. 
So until then, um, shit, I'm Passive Jay, and you guys have yourself a great day. This is the part of the television show where we're speaking, but the audience can't hear. <laughs> Later for you.